Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, registered nurse, health, wellness, and passive income advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. Welcome back to the show, friends. If you have been following along, you know that we are in a health and wellness series. This is part number four of the six-part series, and today we are going to be diving into two common things that could be hurting your hormones. Now, this is going to be an information-packed episode, so be ready to take some notes. There is some valuable information inside of this episode. And if you have not caught the three previous episodes, which are episodes 17, 18, and 19, be sure to go back and listen to those. I also did a little bonus episode. It's about a five or six minute episode that was introducing this series. So if you want to get an idea of what the entire six part series is all about, just check out that bonus episode. So today we are going to dive into those two common things that could be hurting your hormones. And number one is caffeine. And I want you to hear me out here because I know when I say caffeine, people are like, oh, I could never give out caffeine. But just hear me out. Now, there have been a lot of studies done on caffeine and the effects it has on the human body. And you may even be familiar with the popular trend right now, which is bulletproof trend, to add a dollop of butter or ghee to your coffee. And a lot of people seem to like this because it keeps you full, it tastes good, it burns fat, it's energy boosting, craving busting, and it can help amplify the effects of intermittent fasting, which I'm totally an advocate for, especially during the follicular phase of your menstrual cycle. So if you missed episode number 17, go back and listen to that because I really dive into that part of it. Um, And then also people like to use this to stay in a state of ketosis, which I am not an advocate for. However, go back and listen to episode number 17 because it can be a beneficial diet to follow during your actual menstrual cycle. But Keep in mind, most of this research that has been done has been done on males. So what about the effects on females? Our hormones are a big deal. (laughs) If you have not figured that out or if you do not know, if you're a male listening, female hormones are a big deal. And if you want to learn more, just go back and check out episode number 17 and 18 because hormones literally control everything. And so it's important when we look at these trends and things that are popular or have been quote unquote scientifically studied that are these biohacks, it's really important as females to know the test subject because we are completely different than males and our hormones are what set us apart. And since they are such a big deal, it is really important to 
look at the effects that it could potentially have on your hormones or your endocrine system. So when it comes to caffeine and females, caffeine has actually been proven to increase the tendency of cyst in the breast tissue. So we all know that it's best not to consume caffeine while pregnant or breastfeeding, but science actually shows that caffeinated beverages like energy drinks, those drinks that we tend to consume while working long shifts, um, sodas, all of that stuff is terrible for the female body at any stage. And so I'm going to give you five reasons why you should avoid coffee and caffeine in general, especially if you have symptoms like PMS, you're trying to conceive, or you've been diagnosed with an issue like PCOS or endometriosis. So number one, caffeine can lead to the development of cysts in the breast and cysts on the ovaries. Number two, your genes can actually impact the ability to metabolize caffeine safely. So there are some emerging studies on genetics that have discovered a gene called CYP1A2. I know that's a mouthful, <laughs> but it actually controls an enzyme of the same name that breaks down caffeine in the liver. So variants of this gene actually dictate how well your liver is able to break down and eliminate caffeine out of your system. So you can either be a fast metabolizer of coffee or caffeine, or you can slowly metabolize it, which is why someone may be able to drink a double espresso with dinner and sleep all night. And then someone who has, you know, caffeine too late in the day, which is me, that I can't sleep at night. And so the population is about half and half. So interestingly, the same gene that is responsible for metabolizing caffeine in your body is also involved in metabolizing estrogen. So if you're a slow caffeine metabolizer, you're probably a slow estrogen metabolizer too. So any excess estrogen left floating around in the body, we all know is not good. So think about all the estrogen positive cancer diagnosis out there. Okay, just go back and listen to episode 19. I talked more about how the liver metabolizes the excess estrogen and its ability to eliminate the excess hormones from our body. All right, number three, caffeine decreases fertility rates in both male and female. This one really got my attention because I feel like there is an alarming amount of women struggling with conceiving. I've seen it. A number of women go through fertility treatments and all kinds of things that there is no answer for why they cannot get pregnant. And so this one really was like a light bulb moment for me because research has actually linked caffeine intake to infertility and miscarriage. Caffeine increases cortisol levels and stresses the adrenals, interfering with ovulation. Caffeine depletes vitamins and minerals like vitamin B and folate. And those are needed for ovulation and healthy fertility. So drinking three or more caffeinated beverages a day prior to conception increases the risk of miscarriage by 74%. According to a research study in 2016 in fertility and sterility, that is 
alarming. Three or more caffeinated beverages a day prior to conception increases the risk of miscarriage by 74%. This is something we need to be looking at as healthcare professionals. We need to be armed with this knowledge so we can maybe not only use it in our lives, but also to impact the lives of our patient. I mean, how many women, I know you know someone in your life that has struggled with infertility and something as simple as cutting out caffeine could potentially increase someone's chances of getting pregnant, of conceiving, of having a baby. That is something simple that we need to be educating our patients on, all right? So number four, Caffeine actually depletes micronutrients, which are essential for hormone balance. Again, back in, I believe it's episode 19, I go into all of this information about micronutrients and the importance of that when it comes to balancing our hormones. And number five, the acidity of coffee can alter the gut microbiome. I also went into that in episode 19. I dove really deep into the importance of micronutrients being essential for hormonal balance and also the importance of gut health, which is directly related to your gut microbiome. So moving into this next common thing that could be hurting your hormones, um, this endocrine disruptor may actually do the most harm and it's one that we purposely choose to manipulate our hormones. And if you guessed it, yes, it is synthetic birth control. So gynecologists routinely prescribe birth control to manage hormonal issues. And if you're like me, you have probably been on birth control for years or you were on birth control for years in my teens, in my 20s, and even into my 30s after I had my second child. I actually got an IUD, which just FYI, I ended up hating it. Um, It made me feel like I was constantly stuck in a PMS cycle and I was bitchy, all right? But anyway, you've experienced this or you know someone who has been prescribed birth control pills. Maybe you have a daughter that you're considering putting on birth control pills. If that is you, I really want you to tune in and continue listening here. So We're routinely prescribed these by our gynecologists for things like PMS, PCOS, endometriosis, fibroids, any GYN issue that is hormonal related. A lot of times you will be told, let's put you on a birth control pill to quote unquote regulate your symptoms, regulate your cycle, whatever it may be. But unfortunately, like most prescription drugs, it is just a way to mask the symptoms. Remember, anytime your body is giving you symptoms, whether it's PMS, whether it's PCOS, whatever it is, your body is telling you that something is out of balance. And if we just prescribe a pill to treat the symptoms, we're not really fixing the problem. All we are doing is putting a Band-Aid on it. If you want to hear me get on a soapbox about this, go back and listen to episode number 13. It's called Nurses, Do You Agree? The Healthcare Business Model. And I go into the entire Band-Aid approach of our healthcare system and looking at birth control pills and the way they're prescribed, it just seems normal. Like, it's no big deal, right? I mean, I took birth control 
for probably 20 plus years, which is crazy looking at this because I was totally taken back by what is actually happening in your body when you take synthetic birth control. So how synthetic hormones actually work is they hijack your menstrual cycle. They hijack your hormonal cycle. They fool the brain so that the hypothalamus never signals the pituitary gland to secrete luteinizing hormone or follicle stimulating hormone, effectively preventing the follicles from swelling into mature eggs they contain. So the steady release of this synthetic hormone that you are taking on a daily basis in the small pill that is labeled the pill, we all know what the pill is, it's a steady release of hormones that throw off the mid-cycle surge of estrogen, which if you want to learn more about this, go listen to episode number 17. This natural surge is when you can use your hormones to your advantage because you're super productive during this time. So, but back to what synthetic hormones are actually doing when it does this, when it tricks your body, when it hijacks your cycle, there's no ovulation. So when you bleed on the pill, it's not even a real period. It's completely artificial. Crazy, right? There's no natural rise and fall of estrogen, which leads, it can leave you feeling like flat. So remember our hormones affect everything, right? Our brain, our mood, et cetera, et cetera. And it can even cause massive micronutrient depletion. Again, episode number 17, go, or sorry, 19, go back and listen to that. I dive in um, to micronutrient depletion in depth, but this can actually set you up for an entire host of other issues like systemic inflammation, which we all know inflammation is horrible for the body, and it can increase your risk for autoimmune issues. So remember, there is never a magic pill for anything, prescription or non-prescription. Our diet and what we eat and what we consume will always, always, always have the greatest impact on our health and well-being, period. No pun intended. (laughs) So remember, there's no magic pill. And if you're dealing with a host of hormonal issues, taking a synthetic birth control pill is not going to magically make your, your problems go away. All right. So The pill can impact, I'm going to go over five things here. It can impact your brain, your neurochemistry function, and your mood. It affects your emotions, which we all know this when we're hormonal. What are we? We're an emotional mess, all right? It messes with your feel-good hormones. It messes with serotonin. It messes with dopamine. And it's a cocktail for mood swings, anxiety, depression. That's really scary, all right? Because, again, we know that hormones control everything. And these little tiny pills are affecting things that go on in your brain, all right? So it not only affects your brain, it affects your immune system. And as I mentioned, putting you at greater risk for autoimmune disorders. It's linked to progesterone dermatitis, eczema, contact dermatitis, alopecia, and acne. Nobody wants those, all right? It's also impacting your metabolism. So estrogen Estrogen can cause you to feel less full after eating. So a lot of people will say, oh, the pill makes me gain weight. There's really no scientific evidence that the actual pill causes you to gain weight. But 
what it does do is what I just mentioned. So estrogen can cause you to feel less full after eating, which can cause you to actually eat more, which in turn does what? Causes you to gain weight. So it can also lead to fluid retention. And there was even a study done on women who took oral contraceptives. And it was found that women who take oral contraceptives gain 60% less muscle mass than women not taking it. So the pill is not your workout buddy. If you're looking to put on some gains and you've been taking synthetic hormones, this may be a reason you're not reaching your goals, which is crazy because we're not taught any of this in nursing school and our doctors sure aren't telling us this when they're prescribing us these prescriptions that seem harmless and that is normalized. Number four, uh, the way that pill can impact your body is your microbiome. This goes back to your gut health, which was, <clears throat> I dove into it really deeply in episode number 19. It explains all about this, but the pill, um, it acts like an antibiotic to the gut almost. So it just kind of destroys your microbiome or which is your, you know, your good bacteria in your gut, your good flora, and it can cause gut dysbiosis. So when that happens, this can lead to symptoms like bloating and nausea and constipation and IBS and acne and eczema and headaches. So nobody wants any of those either. And number five, the way the pill can impact your body is the stress response. So taking the pill may cause effects in the body that mimic chronic stress, which we all know is not good. It increases levels of cortisol and it can alter the HPA axis, which is the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. Whew, that was a mouthful. But in layman's terms, it's basically jacking up your stress levels is what it's doing. So we all know that stress is not good for the body and we definitely don't want to be taking a pill that's adding to the effects of mimicking chronic stress on our body. Like that ain't cool, right? So why? are women not told about all of these health risks associated with the manipulation of their hormones? Like, why are they not taught that? Like, a lot of this stuff, as I was reading it, I was like, why is this not normalized? Why are we not talking about this? Why are we not learning about this in school? And the truth is, the healthcare system is trained to look at symptoms and prescribe a drug. And that's exactly what birth control is. It seems normal. It seems innocent. You know, it's been labeled the pill. Everybody knows what the pill is. I'm on the pill. You know, everybody knows what that is, but not everybody knows what it's actually doing to your endocrine system. What is actually doing to your cycle? Your hormones every month are being hijacked by this little tiny pill that is affecting your mood. It's affecting your, like your brain. It's doing these massive shifts in your hormones that nobody is really even thinking about. And your prescriber, your gynecologist, your doctor is definitely not going into these things with you because I think if they were, you would think twice or it would probably be a big hell no, I'm not taking that if these things were discussed with you. So as nurses, as healthcare professionals, as moms, as friends, as an healthcare advocate, we need to 
know this stuff. And just because we weren't taught it in school doesn't mean that we cannot educate ourselves on this. And really, like, open the pamphlet of a birth control pill packet and look at the side effects. Not only does the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis go dormant, it has major other side effects like shrinking your clitoris and your ovaries. Yikes, right? It reduces our body's ability to absorb micronutrients. And this is crazy. It can mess with your mate selection on a genetic level. Whoa, that is some stuff right there to really consider, right? So other side effects that we're probably more familiar with are like bloating, weight gain, depression. It can shut down your sex drive long-term. It decreases your fertility even after stopping. These are all side effects of taking a innocent birth control. And so why do we not educate our patients on this? Let's start here. Do your research. Get online. Look for peer-reviewed studies on this stuff because they are out there. And as nurses, as healthcare professionals, it is our job to advocate. And we need to arm ourselves with this information. Don't you agree? I really hope you learned something in this episode. And I hope that you will not only arm yourself with the knowledge, but also advocate for people in your life, whether it's family, friends, patients, your daughter, your spouse. I really hope that you take this and you just share it and just spread the word that these two really common things can really be hurting your endocrine system. It can be jacking up your hormones. But the cool thing is we have complete control over these two things. And so that is a lot of my mission behind this podcast is not only to take control of your schedule by sharing ways with you that you can create a passive income, but to also take control of your health because our health is the foundation of everything. When we feel good, we do good and we can truly impact this world. And it all starts with us living a healthy lifestyle. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you found value in today's show, please take a screenshot and you can share it over on Instagram or share it with a friend, tag someone that you think would benefit from listening to this information today. You can also pop over into Facebook group. And if you have any questions, DM me. You can DM me on Instagram. You can shoot me a message on Facebook. I would love to hear from you and know your thoughts on this entire wellness series. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories, and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.